video games were made to be played. Don't play yours? We know some people who will. We are Get Well Gamers, a charity who take your unwanted video games and consoles to give to children's hospitals and wards across the UK. Donating is super easy. Just head over to our website, getwellgamers.org.uk, to fill out our online donation form. You've played the hero, now be the hero. to the Pure Dead Gaming Podcast, your Scottish weekly dose of all things gaming. I'm Jess and this week I have with me Pure Dead Craig as always. Hi Craig. Hello. Oh come on, a bit more cheesy than that. Hello! (laughs) And joining us from the Pure Dead PlayStation Podcast, it's Donnie. Hi. Hello, hello, hello. It's been a while since I suppose we've been on together, hasn't it? Aye, it has been a while. It's been a while since I've been on the main podcast yeah, as well. Yeah, I know, I know, but I it's know. good to Andy's have you here. And Andy's been showing up most weeks, so it's just, <laughs> I'm like, cheers, you know. I'm sitting here like on the subs bench waiting to get on. Was it, was the last time the live shows? I would have been, yeah. mm-hmm. When was that? June, July? June? May and June, wasn't it? Aye, June. Fuck that was hell. a busy couple of weeks, wasn't it? Fucking hell. Aye, it was. I think in the next few weeks we're going to be wishing for those days again, though. Yeah. Not just sure wait for October. Just yeah. wait for October. That mm-hmm. is true. So Gamescom is currently taking place in Germany as we speak. So we'll be discussing some of the things to come out of that. We're also going to take a look at the latest releases. Should you be looking to purchase something? Although, like you say, lots coming out in September and October. So you might want to save your pennies for that. We're also going to talk about the games that we've been playing. And we have something to go in the bin this week. So we're bringing that back. Nice. Yes. Get in that Deserved. fucking bin. <laughs> so Get yes, we, bin. we are from Scotland and Squinny, a listener of the show, has written in and asked us if we can say a phrase that apparently is somewhat tricky to say if you're Scottish. Um, Donnie, you have the notes in front of you. You want to oh, give, it, you give it a go? Fuck off. The host well, can't even start. I'm just supposed to say purple burglar alarm. Oh, nailed it first time. Oh, well done. Great. Oh, was that the joke? Apparently, it's hard for Scottish people to say. I right. tried it once. And you tried it last night. You were like, what? Purple burglar alarm? And you were like, you stumbled massively. This Purple burglar alarm. Yeah, I can do it now, but I, the first time I tried it, I did struggle. Yeah, If you're listening, try it out. Did, Sorry were you to successful? disappoint us. Sorry to disappoint you, Squinny. We've all absolutely <laughs> fucking aced that. <laughs> Maybe we're, we've not got the Scottish accent where it is more of a struggle. Do you know what I mean? You're very north, mm-hmm. we're south. Maybe it's the middle people that. Maybe. Maybe. See, to be fair though, we did just spend the last 45 minutes warming up our vocal cords pre recording, <laughs> so it's probably that. I've drunk my tea and honey, so yeah. Aye. I'm already. You had your porridge? Uh, not this morning, I didn't know. Your sweet porridge? Fucking no chance, man. What self-respecting Scotsman puts sugar in porridge? Fucking salt or nothing. All of them. I'm a sugar. I need my sugar. Well, Ah, honey, I have. Americans ruining everything. Ah, you go away and wipe your ass with sandpaper as well. (laughs) 
Shocking. So how is it this week? Very well. Very well. Yourselves? Good. I am on new medication that I received from the doctor and he said, take it tonight or take it when you get it, but it might make you feel a bit, a bit, I don't know. I can't remember the time he used, but like I wouldn't be able to get to sleep tonight and I would be a wee bit oh, buzzing. Right. I'm not quite nice. feeling the buzz yet, but hoping it kicks in soon. Was this a real doctor or was it someone you saw on the street that gave you something? Here's your medication, Jess. Go to sleep for a few days. It was a real doctor. The kids used to call these Eckies. (laughs) You say a real doctor, but he was Irish. So, simmer down. He's a trusted doctor. Right. Again, he was Irish. (laughs) Just calm your tits here. <laughs> I had I've told you about this chest, but I had a bit of a weird incident last week. I was in uh, Cumbernauld, so obviously you can expect a bit of weirdness when you go to Cumbernauld because that's just what those people are like. Sorry if you're from Cumbernauld, but you must know you're weird. <laughs> um, so, much, yeah. I so I went to go and get a KFC and sit in the car park eating this thing and all of a sudden I get a knock on the window, driver side window and because of who I work for I thought it was going to be, I, I often get stopped by people and they've got like a question for you, can you help me with this, can you help me with that, so that's what I thought it was so I wrote, I fucking put down my window and I'm waiting for whatever nonsense this guy's got for me and he says excuse me mate, um, I was just wondering do you know why there's so many hot women getting into that building? <laughs> Right? No word of a lie, that's what he says, right? And, like, I'd just been eating my food. I hadn't even noticed anything. I was like, what? What are you talking about? Like, because I was so taken aback, I, I genuinely expected them to be looking for help with something. And I was like, um, I, I've not even noticed. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Whereabouts? And he pointed over to the side of me. And I couldn't even see what the building was. It was just like a kind of big warehouse building. And, um... I was like, mate, I've I've literally no idea what you're talking about. Um, and he was like, all right, I'll just uh, I'll keep an eye on it. I'm like, that's weird as fuck. So obviously, for the rest of the time I'm eating my food, I'm my eyes are darting about like fuck, wondering what's going on. And to be fair, a couple of good looking women went into the the place after he said that, but I couldn't see what it was. So I was thinking, oh, it's maybe like a gym or something like that. You know what I mean? Like an uh, like uh, uh, some sort of fitness place. Um. And I'm driving away, and it was a Taco Bell. Hmm. And the guy, but the guy that came up to me could see what it was. I couldn't from where I was, but from where he walked over, he could see the sign above it. So I don't know if he was expecting was he expecting me to be like, ah, it's a Taco Bell, mate. But they're having a they're having a fucking uh, Scotland's hot, next top hot model girl coupon uh, day. <laughs> like they they've, they've got a big fucking event on inside. You just need to go in and get a ticket, and you'll get one of them home with you. Like, what the fuck was he talking about? I couldn't like I was honestly I fully expected it to be a gym or like a fucking some sort of CrossFit place or something like that. No, a Taco Bell. I mean, um, you, you summed it up with Cumbernauld, didn't you? You yeah, you uh, know what we're getting with that, surely. And then you know? on the way out of the place on the bypass, some guy fucking pulled up alongside me twice and gave me the finger. And then nice. a mental smile, and then drove like sped off into the distance. And I was, was like, it get me deserving? the fuck out of this place. I hadn't done it. I've never seen it before. It life. probably was. You probably cut them off Aye. further back or something. I mean, I've yeah. been in the car with you. I know what your driving's like, Jake. I'm not convinced that you just got an unsolicited fuck no. off. You know? 
Right, well, yeah. what happened was, so the guy pulled up yeah. alongside me and he looked over and he put a mad face on like he was smiling. Then he dropped back behind me. And I was like, what the fuck was that? Because I went to wave thinking I must have known the guy. Then he came back up alongside me and then he put on some sort of fucking mentalist smile again and then gave me the finger and then fucking shot off up a, a, slip, road, a slip road. And I was like, that's really weird. You that's could maybe do... You could maybe do a new podcast, Craig, a weekly one. It would just be called It's Not My Fault. And it'd just be all your tales that you, that you get involved in. And it's never your fault. Well, I mean, I've never met the guy before in my life. And I'm an exceptional driver. So you clearly did something. You clearly did something. I don't know if you saw on the Discord last night. I had a, I had a strange meeting in a hotel last night. No, it's, it's not as dodgy as I'm making that sound. Mm-hmm, so I was mm-hmm. in a hotel last night and PG so it, Yeah, it's just PG, don't worry. So this is Tuesday, because I'm watching Gamescom, which I'll speak about later on. I'm eating my food, watching it on my phone, and I just look I'm in Dundee, by the way, I should point that out. I'm in Dundee, so quite far away from home. And I just look up and I clock someone that I recognize. And just in case anyone happens to listen to this who does know me, I won't say who for obvious reasons. But it was an old manager from a previous work guy being his mid-50s now um, and he sees me and I see him and he has this stony look about him because I quickly realise standing next to him isn't his wife oh, <laughs> oh I was like oh yeah that's why you didn't greet me in any way shape or form yes I know it's been a few years no I'm not suggesting he's up to no good him and his wife could be separated ah, you fucking are aye, aye. his face said it all that was a face of oh Fuck, I see someone I recognize here. Mm, <laughs> top shagger. <laughs> That's the thing. You're like miles and miles away from home, and he obviously thought it was safe. And then he's like, mm-hmm. of all the fucking hotels and all the country. All the Tuesday nights as well. <laughs> a Tuesday I mean? it's a random Tuesday, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a fucking mm-hmm. Tuesday night. Brilliant. Brilliant. Ideal. Uh, oh, I did have one other thing. I fell off the wagon a wee bit. Um... I ended up having a coffee with Fredo in it. <laughs> the classics are back. <laughs> it was an it, it was an isolated incident, right? Mm. Um, I went to get a coffee and they didn't have the seeing the machine. They didn't have the caramel right. They didn't, well, they, egg, they, didn't have, they didn't have cream eggs because it's not Easter, but they didn't have the caramel option. It was only vanilla, and I fucking hate vanilla coffees. So, so I was God like, forbid I need... you just had a plain coffee. I, I mean... well, I mean, I'm not a fucking animal. So I was like, I need something to put in this. So I went, I was like looking for something that, because you don't want chocolate in it, you want just the caramel. So I was looking for something that had the thinnest layer of chocolate, but was mostly caramel that could be dipped in. And if you bite the arse off a of Fredo, because see, I don't know if you've ever noticed this. <laughs> I, went, <laughs> I went way too far into this. But see the, see the arse, like the feet of a Fredo? Mm-hmm. That bit's quite thick chocolate because it takes mm-hmm. a wee bit. It's about maybe, maybe about four cent, no, maybe about four millimeters up in a Fredo before mm-hmm. you actually hit the caramel. Whereas mm-hmm. at the top end of it, it's really thin chocolate all the way around. So if mm-hmm. you bite its feet, <laughs> if you bite oh. its feet off, then if you dip it in, it's pretty much like a shot of caramel. Pro tip. Yeah, my wow. husband, ladies and gentlemen, wow. so proud. You're welcome. Jeff. You're welcome. Wow. That's a pro tip. You're a lucky if you, girl. If you can't get a caramel coffee, 30p. Used to be 15p, 30p now, but you can get yourself a wee caramel Freddo. Used to be 15p. You're older than mm-hmm. that. You remember when they were 10p. 
Don't give me that I'm not shit. That, I'm not that old, Donnie. I'm not that nice. old. I didn't have a carb until I was 18. <laughs> you mentioned nah. Easter there, but how do you feel about Christmas being in the shops? I've seen some Christmas things in the shops. I love it. Already? Yeah. Yep. Bring it on. Yeah. Does that mean we can get the tree up? No, too early for that. Because I'm fucking choking to watch Home Alone. <laughs> but I can't Every do it until the, the tree's week. up. No, but I do want some suggestions of how we can decorate our Christmas tree this year. Last year we did World Cup. I really like Alex's from the Cross Players VR podcast. He had all his Xbox controllers and decorated it mm-hmm. really cool. But we nice. don't we don't have enough of them to do that. So I've, I'm gonna say I I know exactly what you should do. You should get baubles made up of all the faces of all the Discord members. <laughs> That's a cracker idea. There's an idea, yeah, a, a listener yeah. tree, and it would, and it would keep the kids and the cats away as well. It would a listener tree. That's a great listener idea. Tree. Right? Okay. Yeah. If someone wants to take ownership of uh, cutting out all the faces and sending them to me, that would be great. That would get the ball rolling. Oh, Chris could do that. It, would, it wouldn't be difficult. Yeah, uh, it would not yeah. be difficult. Plus, you could always like see if they're if they're being bad and lead up to Christmas. You could just be like Jamie and Jim are watching, and that would send them. <laughs> Just skillish, I hear them. Uh-huh. Nice. Okay. Let's nice. move on to some games before we get to Carry Do We Hear, I think. Um, sure. Starfield. Let's talk about Starfield. So it's coming out on September 1st for people who have purchased the Premium Edition, Premium Edition Upgrade, or Constellation Edition. Um, so you get five days early access if you do that. Uh, Standard Edition or PC Game Pass subscribers will have to wait till September 6th. Um, but yeah, what's our, our hype levels as we enter early access? Um, based off that leaked video yesterday, the hype has definitely risen. Did you did any of you guys see the footage? I've not no, seen it. No, not a chance. It, it, it didn't stay us. up very long. Yeah, it didn't stay up very long, funnily enough. So basically, a, a guy who he's not a big YouTuber by any means got an early copy of, I think it's the Watch Edition. There's been some suggestions online that it could it could be bullshit. Suggestions online that the guy hasn't been sent this early. It's fucking stolen. But we won't get into that. We, you know, but never mind. That, so that, wouldn't, sur- that wouldn't surprise yeah. me because very yeah. few people have been sent copies for this yeah. exact reason. And he's got the yeah, so there's a little bit of Dubai eh, about the guy, but listen, I digress. So he's got the game early and he films so this is the thing. He films it on his phone from what is probably propped up with a book or between his legs and like the stoner that he is because he's high as fuck in the video he films it in portrait mode rather than you know let's do it in 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 horizontal mode so the footage isn't great in terms of what's been filmed but what so therefore the good bits are pretty fucking good um and it visually it looks fucking good it looks really good like the level of details and even like even which is MP- impressive given the size of the thing yeah i mean the npcs are getting a hard time right because you you look at horizon forbidden west go look how amazing that looks but you kind of compare them horizon forbidden west you know like the npcs have limited dialogue that are filmed you know th- there's you know three or four lines of text you know a game like this where you've got almost unlimited text unlimited npcs you can't really compare them so i think what we what little we did what little we did see, I thought, you know what? 
it actually looks pretty good. Again, you're not comparing apples with apples there. You know, very, very different games. Um, I thought the gunplay and the recoil on it, all that looked good. Um, what didn't help was this guy called himself a gamer. Him calling himself a gamer is like calling me a journalist. Do you know what I mean? The guy was fucking horrendous. So seeing him with the gunplay, don't judge the game based on this guy playing it because it's pretty fucking ropey-like. It is mm. pretty ropey. Um, the sort of downsides of it, the, the 30 frames per second was very evident. So for me, I'm like, ah. Oh. So that was clear in the 45 minutes that you could see. The AI is really bad. Mm. It could be because it's a tutorial area. Don't get me wrong. AI is notoriously fucking arseholes in tutorial areas, but it's it's pretty bad. Like at one point, the guy is, is shooting two people and they're just not even shooting back. They're reacting to like, your robot companion. There's no reaction to being shot by you as the gamer at all. Mm. And it was like, oh, that's like Redfall AI. But again, it could just be it's a tutorial area and it's going easy on you. So it's hard to judge. Um, the bit, another bit I didn't like was is that you're in a hangar area in the, in, in the bit that we saw and you board your ship. So the ship's in the hangar as well, and it's not um, it's not all all um, what's the word? Oh, that's what I'm fluid. looking for. It's not I. Sorry, yeah, it's not all fluid. You go in like up your sort of ladder, but into your ship, and it's a loading screen. You mm. load into the ship. Now the people be going, ah, so what? It's only a two second loading screen. But hang on here, when Hogwarts Legacy came out. And there was a little bit of a loading screen going in and out of the castle. People lost their fucking minds. Oh, this is unacceptable. Modern day game with a loading screen. Craig, I remember even you saying that. And we all went, this is not great. So you, you know, you've got to be you've got to be fair here. That's not, that's not great that it's got what, this little loading screen. One thing I would say, though, is I would much prefer... Like, the thing that annoyed me most about Hogwarts Legacy is it would be like every five or six doors, randomly, you would just get stopped. Like, whereas if this is, you know, there's going to be a loading screen at a certain point, that doesn't annoy me quite as much. Like, see when uh, Hogwarts came out on PS4 and it was like, oh, you load in and out of the castle. I was like, I would much prefer that to, like, that I, like was it was just random fucking doors. Yeah. I, I was getting it. At first, I didn't get it a lot. And then to, like later on, I was getting it. Like, I, as I say, every five or six doors, you would just, like, hit a wall and be stuck there for, like, four or five seconds and then it would open. Um... Mine wasn't at least that bad. My, I felt mine was more coming in and out because obviously it was loading all the environments in the castle and out of it, which is obviously what's happening here. It's loading the inside of your ship, uh, which again, by the way, inside the ship looks great. And you can see where when you start customizing the ship and building it, it's going to be like a little world in itself, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but just a little bit, Just I found that a little bit immersion breaking, I must admit. But. So was it a case though? Like, so... Obviously, you can. You, I'm trying to think if you definitely do now because I haven't really watched that much in Starfield. But you do have control of the ship when you're flying about, don't you? Only when you leave, because again, it shows you that in the video. So you, you Does board it load in, again. Then, aye. So you, so you right. board your ship. You can walk around in it. You can then obviously go in the cockpit. And the cockpit looks fucking brilliant, by the way. Looks really detailed. Looks very authentic. I like cockpit. And then the menu pops up. I bet you do. Menu pops up and it gives you a few options. One of them just says take off. So you press the button and it switches to a loading screen. It's a cinematic where you see the ship taking off right. and then it then loads you into space. I find that a little bit immersion, but they have explained why that's a thing. It's not No Man's Sky. You've got to remember that. But just one of these things, that's one of the best bits about No Man's Sky when you take off and you leave the atmosphere, but it's not got that. 
Right, okay. No, it's just I was wondering if like you it loaded when you get into the ship, but then when you were in the ship to taking off to going into landing on another planet, that was all one fluid sort of thing, and so that was the one load scheme. But no, there's another one when you take off. One when you take off, and then you're then in space. Right. You immediately <sighs> then open up in space. I mean, that's that's not too big a deal for me. I wouldn't say like I, I don't know. My my height level is kind of like middle of the road. I would say I'm not a massive Bethesda like RPG guy. Uh, I loved Fallout 4, I loved New Vegas, but I'm I don't know. It's I'm not I've I've never been massively excited for this game. Like it's one of those where I know that there is a chance that I'll pick it up and be like, holy shit, this is good. But at the same point, like I don't know, even just now if it was announced today that it was delayed for another year, I wouldn't it wouldn't affect wouldn't me in any way. Yeah. No, I wouldn't care at all. Yeah, my, my hype went from ten to 12 after the direct and then down to 5 24 hours later when they announced it was 30 frames per second and then thanks to this leaked video it's back up to about a 9 again so in actual fact ironically this video got taken down but it could actually prove to be a very good bit of marketing in all honesty because it like what the 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 good bits far outweigh the little bits of negativity you know loading screens it's immersion breaking it's not game breaking do you know what i mean the ai being shit that's a bit naff but there's so much this it's not as if it's a although there is for you know although it's a shooter technically probably 90 percent of the game isn't combat based it's everything uh, else you're doing with it so it's not you know if the ai was this terrible in call of duty the game's ruined isn't it you know because uh, that's what it's about so aye, i think it's quite minor stuff but that frame rate's killing me though it really is killing me that's not gonna, I, I don't think that's going to bother me no same i don't think it'll bother me like yeah i don't really know where i sit on it to be honest um Craig always mocks me when I like to tell people that I went to space camp, but like, I don't know, space exploration isn't really, I don't know, a huge interest of mine, um, even though, you know, I did that when I was younger. But um, but I, I think the for me, the kind of creative aspects of it, I think I'll enjoy. So kind of customising your ship, the outpost building kind of stuff, I think is probably the bits that I'm going to engage with the most. But I, I don't know. I think until until I get into it and really see what it's about, it, I think it's still hard to tell really from what we've seen. Mm-hmm. Until you start building mm-hmm. uh, piles of sandwiches as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> mm-hmm. of course. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I, when it when I get my hands on it, I'm gonna. I don't know. I probably give myself five. Like I, I will end up giving myself like a set amount of time, like whether it be three or five hours, and I'll make a decision at that point. Like it's a game that I do want to try, but I like I will not be gutted at all if I'm like, nah, this isn't for me because there's so much coming out that to be yeah. honest, I could I could do with it being shit. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know, I know, I know. I could do but Xbox can do with it being shit. That's the problem. No, they can. And see, to, I see. To be honest, like like you're saying, Donny, like if it it sounds like the guy that leaked the footage is a fucking muppet, and it was the first video he's ever created in the history of time, and if that looks decent then it's a good sign mm-hmm. like if, if... The, the, the menu screen is nice Aye, there you go <laughs> if you've got a good menu screen we all know how important that is mm-hmm. yeah um, the feedback yeah a few bits of feedback and fluffers first up said he is intrigued more than hyped uh, Andrew said, is Donnie still pretending he isn't day one on Starfield? I'm hyped all the way to the moon. Can't wait. Um, uh, undecided yet, Andrew, still. 
Couchy says hype levels are growing the closer we get, but I still have the fear of Bethesda Jank. And... Bethesda Jank, by the way, is an absolute certainty. Mm-hmm. There's no way. Like, and see the thing is, it's not even just Bethesda's fault. I don't think because they make worlds that are so interactable that it's bound to happen. And with this world being so much bigger than anything they've ever done before, it's the type of game that you could QA test for fucking five years and there would still be bugs. Mm. So like, there's no way there's not going to be a lot of bugs. It's, I think what, it's like, physically impossible. A thousand planets or something. Like. It's, it's just, there's no way. There's no way. Nothing this big would release and not have some jank. Mm. But um, Eddie, similar kind of thought, said, I'm concerned Bethesda are being very careful who they send codes to, and I feel like we may get a game that scored highly but is buggy slash broken. I think that's a fair, but to be honest with you, I said this the other day. If you're someone who's waiting to see the reviews or reviewers and to decide to buy it, I would say don't, as in don't, don't look at the score and think that reflects the game because they've been very choosy who they send in review codes to, which I disagree with. I said the same about Elden Ring last year. I mm-hmm. would say if you've got reviewers that you trust and that you watch a lot, go with them. If you trust them already, go with them. Don't look at it and go, oh, it got a 96 or it got an 80. It must be shit. Do not judge the score on this because it's been pretty handpicked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Like, I, it's, it's, it's been very, <laughs> they've been very, very careful who they send codes to, which might be telling, it might not, but... Yeah. Guess we'll just need to wait and see. Yep. Okay. So as always, we like to run through the game scheduled for release this week. So we will do that now. First up, we have Immortals of Avium. So this is a single player, first person magic shooter that tells the story of Jack as he joins in an elite order of battle mages to save the world on the edge of abyss this is coming to playstation xbox and pc on august 22nd either of you interested in this one no i I watched someone play it for an hour yesterday and i just it looked all right it just it just it looks like a game we've seen a lot Mm -hmm. like I, i actually got a lot of forspoken vibes albeit first person to third person it just it didn't seem like it was doing anything unique, really. Mm-hmm. But the characters, in terms of like the visuals, were very, very, very AAA. Like the modeling and stuff, and the, and the, and the facial expressions, almost up there with with like Horizon. That was really good. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I just there's there's been a few shows so far this year that this has been shown off at, and every single time it's been shown, like most people, whether it be in the Discord or whether it be on Twitter or X or whatever the fuck you call it now, um, they've all been like, oh, this looks incredible, this looks really good. And each time I've sort of sat there going, I don't see it. I just, I don't know. It just looks like, I don't know, somebody with ADHD has fucking shat something on the screen. It just looks like there's too much going on. It's not my type of thing at all. Like, um... I mean, obviously it's getting mixed reviews. Like you say, some folk really like it. I'm sure it's going to find an audience for some people, but I don't know. It's, it's definitely not for me. Yeah, the, the reviews are quite mixed. Eurogamer came in with a two out of five. They said, mixing repetitive and precise combat with annoying characters and a landslide of nonsensical, proper noun-stuffed lore, Immortals of Avium, is almost so bad it's good. 
is what they've said. Ouch. Yeah. Uh, but then <laughs> I, IGN have came in with 8 out of 10, says it's an impressively confident first-person shooter with a hearty solo campaign, fast-paced spellcasting combat that's spectacular to watch. So do you know what I mean? It's This is yeah. what you get these days. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the spectrum these days is so much bigger than it used to be. But I suppose, in a way... If all if all reviews are treated the same way, that's not a bad thing. Rather mm-hmm. than everyone just going, "Oh, play it safe and give it a seven, when really they think it's a four, but they're too scared to. But the problem right. is, is that then, where, I, I don't know what what um, Avium scores at the moment is like a sixty eight or something. People look at that and go, well, "The game's shit." That's the problem. We've, but we've argued this in the past. Sixty eight is mm-hmm. never a bad score in real world, but in gaming or movies, it is, isn't it? We we really need to get to the point where people look at an aggregate score in the seventies and go that's pretty decent and i think we'll get there if this type of review scoring continues but at the moment it feels like if it's less than an 80 folk are like oh there's something wrong with that and that's Here, not the fucking case it's it's getting it's getting worse than that it's getting like if unless it's like an 84 people are like i'll wait for the sale it's like mm. fucking hell man i know that's what it's come to an 84 you're like ah, wait for the sale wait for game pass wait for ps plus no. and what and what you end up getting is you get you get people it's i always make this argument with the guardians of the galaxy game and then you get folk where the game doesn't sell well people play it five months later and go oh god that was really good and you're like well tough because you're never getting another one because nobody fucking supported it at launch and now you can say it's good now all you want but it's fucked and you're not going to get another one because yep. nobody fucking nobody spoke with their wallet at the time yeah great game as well and good platinum mm. Yeah. WrestleQuest is actually finally out now, even though it got, got delayed at like the ninth hour before, didn't it? So uh, It was supposed to release at six in the morning and it got delayed at five in the morning. Yeah, so it's actually out now for Xbox, Switch, PlayStation and PC. Craig, tell us more because you have played it. What are uh, you playing it on, Craig? Sorry. Xbox. I think most of the codes were Xbox. <laughs> um... It's it's really good. Like I mean, it's it's the type of thing where the turn based combat. It's the type that I like better. Like it's almost it reminds me a little bit like of South Park, where you you do have. I'm sure that Donnie will be able to tell me. I'm sure there's other games that are more well renowned that do this, but it's not just a case of selecting your attack and then watching it play out. There's always like a button prompt that you have to hit as well. So when they go to attack, like I. And it's a different button prompt to come up each time and you have to match that to then do maximum damage and if you miss it altogether you miss the shot um now it doesn't happen with every single blow but it happens with a lot of them um there's also like a pin in mini game where that you've got a a little sort of dial that moves back and forth and you have to hit it one two three on within the green marker which is quite cool although when you start getting like 50 60 matches in it is a little bit tedious that one Although there is a setting you can go into where you can just turn on auto pin, which to be honest, at a certain point, like about 15 hours in, I was like, I, I can do without this pin in minigame now. Um, but I, I really like it. Like the combat is good. I'm, I'm never going to go to bat for turn-based combat, but it is good. And if you're an old school wrestling fan, like the amount of fucking callbacks is ridiculous everywhere you turn. Um, just loads of little like inside jokes, uh, direct comparisons. Like, there's lots of like actual classic wrestlers in it, but then there's other people where you're like, oh, I know who that is, but you have to know your stuff to know who it is. Um, 
And so, yeah, I would I would recommend it. Couchy wrote in and said, is WrestleQuest good enough to get me into turn-based combat? I think it is. I, like, I know Couchy is a fan of wrestling in that era, and so I think there'll be enough of a hook there for him to keep going. Um, there is also an option. I've not explored all of it, so I'm not exactly sure how it works, but there is accessibility options. I was speaking to Chris about this actually last night. There is accessibility options like you can turn on maximum damage and which I did try out and it does like, I don't know, about 5,000 damage or something like that. So I think you can pretty much beat most people with like one hit. Um, there's also, as I said, that auto pin and there was another one. I don't know exactly what it's called, but it's basically like invincibility. You can't die, but I don't know quite how that works because some of the like, some people won't know this, but wrestling's not real, right? Professional <laughs> wrestling's fake. What? And so some of the turn-based combat matches you get into, you actually have to lose because that's what's in the script and it's part of the story. And so I'm not too sure how that would work because if, you ha- if you've if you got that turned on and then you go into a fight where you have to lose, like I don't know if it automatically turns it off or like because I've not used that. But um, so that might be something to just to watch out for, just in case. I, I, I presume they've got some sort of failsafe for it. Um, that's that's quite cool that they've got story beats that you to purposely lose. I like that. that that's aye. actually a really cool little mechanic. So there's certain things where you, you play as multiple characters. So there's certain ones where it's like, all right, in this next match, you've got this person, but you have to. You're gonna you're gonna uh, try and pin them, but they have to kick out. Um, and then you have to do this move to them, and then they'll do this, and then you have to let them win. And it it does that to sort of progress the story as to your like rise or whatever, and what's going on like outside of the ring as well. So I really like it; it's really good. Um, I think the the review scores have been really harsh, especially because the folk clearly haven't played a lot of the game. Uh, again, you maybe missed some of this, Donny, because I think it was in the the wrestling channel in the Discord. But I got a I'm. 27 hours in now i believe the game's about 40 hours long um and so i would say i'm probably about 60 65 through it and i got a story related achievement on sunday and it came up saying that 1.2 percent of people had that achievement I now see. don't yeah, wrong at the time at the time the game was aye, at the time the game's not out so that's only from people who have been given early access review codes Wow. 1.2%. So I was looking at that going, there's potential only one person in the world that's got as far as that, other than me. Yet, there's yeah. people putting out fucking four out of ten reviews. That's <laughs> like, come on, man. Bullshit, like, man. My, my review's not live yet, because I haven't bullshit. fucking finished the game. See, this is, this is the fucking problem, man. It's the, again, come back to it. This is why you just shouldn't trust, shouldn't trust review scores. Go no. with people that you trust. If you like skill up, if you like if you like Craig's reviews, whoever it may be, stick mm-hmm. with a person that you like. That's that's nonsense. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, that was happening. Like, obviously, the game was initially supposed to come out two weeks ago, and two weeks ago, fifteen hours in, I was getting achievements that were four percent, five percent, and I'm like, these folk are putting out reviews. They've not fucking done the work. And the thing is, it's it's one of these type of games where, see, if you are an old school wrestling fan, you'll get so much more out of it. Like if you are just if someone has picked up this game to review it and they they're like I like turn based RPGs but I couldn't give a fuck about wrestling, I I completely understand a four out of ten. I mean they should have played the fucking game from start to finish, but I understand the score because the story will mean nothing to you. Like it's been it's got so much care and attention put into it. 
Um, but yeah, no, I definitely recommend it. I think it's really good. Mm-hmm. I think it looks great. Yeah. Yeah. Could do have been a bit shorter, but good. Mm. Okay, Blasphemous Two comes out August twenty fourth for PC, Switch, PlayStation, and Xbox. This the second scripture in the Blasphemous series pretends the return of the penitent pen penitent one with a story that continues from the free wounds of evident there's words here that i just don't mean mean anything oh you're absolutely nailing this jess honestly i mean wounds you might get you might get a job with a pr dlc for the original game i mean sorry what what was the game called again (laughs) blasphemous yeah nailed it well done i have i have no Women down, women Jesus down. Um, this this game, I, I have no fucking interest in it. No fluffers is looking forward to it, and it looks the first game was supposed to be pretty good, and this one's got a really high review score. But no, nah, I don't have any fucking interest in it. No, same, not at all. Okay, let's move on to Ride Five then, coming out August twenty fourth for PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. You can rev up your engine and get ready to hit the track with Ride Five. An adrenaline-filled gaming experience that is so authentic it will make you feel like you're truly racing at breakneck speed. Yeah, wow. sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> That's some good marketing good. there. Mm. Again, yeah. no interest. But what I would say is, I think this is the game. Do you remember? It was maybe about a year ago, and there was a video that came out and you would have sworn it was a ga- a real video of someone on a bike racing through like an English town or something like that. And then someone was like, no, no, I captured this directly from Ride 4. I'm sure it was that game. And right. so the one interest I have is that honestly, if you, I'll, I'll have a look after the podcast, but I'm sure it was Ride 4. And I, I, I posted it on Twitter at the time. It looked unbelievable. Like, I think the actual world was photorealism, and then it was just, like, the bike, but they put it into, like, first-person mode, and so it essentially was almost real. Um, so if I think that I was recall ride, the video you're talking about now. I uh, and if it was right, then I'd be interested to see how this looks, but I am not going to play it or anything. Nah. <laughs> I've, 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 yeah, I, I, I dip in out of, like, Forza Horizon 5, I played like 10 hours. Do you know what I mean? That's, that's my fill of racing games. I'm happy with that. Every few years, a bit like FIFA, every few mm. years, I might just have a little kick around, whatever. But yeah, fair play to people that are like, look forward to just racing games. There's a lot to look forward to this year for sure. But mm-hmm. uh. yeah. The Expanse, a Telltale series, episode three, comes out August 24th as well. Xbox, PlayStation, and P- PlayStation and PC. Um, you can experience the exciting universe of the Expanse like never before in Telltale's latest adventure, a Telltale series. Yeah, I have this downloaded, uh, episode three. I, we got a code through for it, so I get like access the day before it comes out, but I didn't have a chance to play through the third episode today. The first two episodes are pretty good. Um, what I would say is though that like I don't know in the older Telltale games, like each episode used to like for the most part like end on like a really big cliffhanger, and I feel like the first two episodes haven't quite done that, but the quality of it's been really good. Like it looks, it's 
it looks so far and away better than it did before. I mean, you'd expect that with a console leap, but it, it does look really nice graphically. The performance was always an issue with these games, and now they run at like 60 frames a second, no bother. Um, and What's the story about in this one? See, I've never seen the actual show, The Expanse. I've heard it's good, but... Um, you're actually playing as a character who is the voice of the girl in the show. Um, and you're being chased by, I don't want to give too much away, you're being chased by space pirates and you're now the captain of the ship and you're trying to like lead these people to safety. Okay. Um, like I say, I've only played the first two episodes, so there's episode three, four and five still to come. Um, but yeah, I would recommend it so far. I think it's pretty good if you like those type of games. Firewall Ultra comes out August 24th. Also PSVR 2. So this is a multiplayer tactical espionage VR shooter game developed by First Contact Entertainment. Players will enlist as an elite contractor and step into a shadow-filled secret world of high stakes. This looks saying this looks fucking brilliant. Yeah, I think if you've got a VR 2, if you like a shooter, this is a no-brainer. Although, I mean, obviously, there was... Um... The Crossfire one released recently as well, didn't it? So it's maybe two games a bit too close together, depending on your tastes. But I think this looks fantastic. Yeah, yeah. The the first game. So I still don't fully understand. It's not necessarily a full sequel. I think I played the first game, which was just called Firewall, Firewall something on PSVR one, and it was fucking excellent, like really, really good, which is impressive given how bad the controllers were. Um, but it, it was just it was excellent like it controlled really well and because you were actually doing the movements yourself you felt like you were on a level playing field rather than with like some wee fucking 11 year old who's just got really fast fingers because he spends all day wanking um and so I, I really enjoyed what i played of it like i i thought it was really really good and so as soon as they announced this i was like yep i'm in um like i said i don't think it's a full sequel i think it's basically like that game remastered with new maps from what i can understand although i I think they've been a little bit coy on that Mm um i was gonna try and reach out for a code but it's fucking playstation pr and they're a nightmare so jamie brought it to jamie in the discord brought it to their attention that uh, if you take a wee trip over to turkey it's only 11 pound and so i like it Yep, and so I'm going to pick up tomorrow for £11 rather than deal with the hassle of emails. Nice. So I'll, rep- I'll report back on it next week yeah. once I've shot Jamie in the face. I might try it on my charger. You should. I hear it works really well on chargers. <laughs> okay, so long before developer from software dominated Game of the Year list with challenging action RPGs like Dark Souls, Bloodborne and Elden Ring, the studio was best known for creating the Mecha Combat series Armoured Core. It's been 10 years since the last entry in the franchise was released, but Armoured Core 6, Fires of Rubicon, is releasing on August 24th. We hyped for this one? Not in the slightest. No, I haven't even been, never played the previous ones. I think visually it looks great. Ironically, for a FromSoft game, uh, Ben from the Grumpy Gamers, he's all over it. Although I, I sent him the screenshot of the um, the Power Picks Platinum, and it's an eight out of ten. So um, yeah, just because it's a mech game, FromSoft, they're not going easy on you, fuckers. <laughs> no, no, no difficulty yeah. options will be included. So yeah, yeah. They lost. They lost me at mech game. I fucking cannot stand shit like that. Like, see, I remember like see, Zone of the Enders from the nah, PS one or no? Nah. 
No, I won't even entertain a Transformers film. No interest whatsoever. The man who watches Home Alone three times a year. Home Alone's quality. (laughs) And this isn't. So I I look, it's it's reviewing really well. It's currently sitting at an 86 Mm. on Open Critic. It's clearly a very, very good game. I think there's a lot of folk excited for it, and I think they're going to get exactly what they want from it. Mm. But but no, I just... uh, no thanks. Yeah, I think I think that's exactly it. You know exactly what you're getting with this game. Yeah. From, from Fl- start to finish, yeah. Fluffers has wrote in and said, uh, Armour Core 6 reviewing well. Any interest? I don't care about mechs, but FromSoft are just one of those devs you can trust now. I agree. I think you're going to get a really good game, but um, I mean, if it was Macaulay Culkin that was shooting stuff, then I would, I'd be all over it, but it's, it's a mech, so no. Nah. To be fair, I mean, Macaulay Culkin tried shooting stuff when he was younger. It didn't end fucking well, did it? Shooting up or shooting stuff? Up. Up. <laughs> I mean, if it's Macaulay Culkin shooting Marv and Harry, then sign me up. But it's not. It's not. So I teased at the start, but we have something to put in the bin this week. Oh, do Cue, we? the, mu- cue the music. Johnny, did you put out the bin? I did, yeah, I did. Get your little wheelie bin and push all of your rubbish in. You better hurry, don't be late. They'll soon be outside of your gate. Are the bin men coming? Are the bin men coming? That's the cry of every woman. Will the bin men come today? Um... So yeah, I came across the video on Instagram and I sent it to Craig and he lolled at it, obviously. And the comments on the, the Instagram post were quite good as well. Uh, did you post it on Twitter? Yeah. I did, yeah. Yeah. It is like a minute or so, but I'm going to insert it because I feel like it has to be listened to to understand what we're going to mock, basically. So From 4 to 4.20, I do a book on double speed, so I'm listening. At 4.20, I'm on the treadmill with my wife, and we're doing an active meditation together for 40 minutes. On the treadmill? On the treadmill. Okay. So an active meditation is, uh, there's many different forms of meditation, but it includes a reverie where we're uh, basically aligning the pharmacy of the body to over-dopamine the mind by gratitude, serotonin the brain, by, um, by thinking about our happy, joyful thoughts. We're going deep into oxytocin, receiving a message from our highest selves, our soul, from God and from each other. And then we go in and we produce GABA, an amino acid that produces all the peace in your body. So we dope ourselves hardcore on those four chems for 20 minutes. And then we shift into Mind Palace, which is 20 minutes of co-creating our best bodies, our best relationships, and our best financial future, philanthropy, all of those other creations that we're manifesting. So we do this for 40 minutes. Five o'clock, we then hit the weights. That happens between five and seven. And then between seven and eight, that's my time with my wife. That's where we have our own rituals for how we really connect and create magic together. Between eight and nine is an hour with our kids uh, after we shower and get ready where we're doing breakfast and life lessons. And by 9 a.m., the day technically hasn't started yet, but everything that was important to me is done. And now everything's a bonus. One of the most punchable cunts I've came across in a while, I would say. Just a fucking arsehole. Just Enough. an arsehole. Just flung well. words together and Aye. just been like, yeah, I'll do. This and a exactly fucking, a fucking like. liar as well, by the way, because that is not his morning. 
Like, you know what I mean? He's, he's, he's trying to sell something, clearly, but that is not his fucking morning. Oh, so he I... is a best-selling author, speaker, breakthrough mentor, and real estate guru. I, I guarantee, <laughs> I guarantee right now, his wife fucking hates him. Absolutely. I guarantee she despises her husband, and mm-hmm. she's there for the money, and she can't go anywhere. She fucking hates that man with a passion. A breakthrough mentor. Holy mm-hmm. fuck. Yeah, I mean, that's how I feel with you, Craig. You know, yeah, you know, I mentor you. You know, aye, that's right. Aye. <laughs> I'll get you onto the soup diet soon. Fucking hell, man! There's just how that guy can go through life without somebody knocking fuck out him is beyond me. I mean, you can tell he obviously doesn't live in Scotland because that kind of patter would get you about fucking halfway down the street. Can you imagine? Can you imagine yeah. saying that shit in a boozer here? <laughs> can you imagine how long that would last? Equally, I, d- I don't want to give him any credit really because it, 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 the things he said were pretty ludicrous. Like, I'm all for like, yeah, get up early and make the most of your morning and don't just sleep it away. Um, but equally, he has a more successful following than we do and probably has a lot more money in the bank than we do. So, in some There's a lot capacity, of ideas out there. He's doing something mm-hmm. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you know the part that annoyed me the most, right? It was, I can't remember what hour it was, but it was, I think it was seven to eight. <laughs> when he talks about how he uses that hour to connect with his wife before the kids get up yeah just say you're shagging you know what i mean he doesn't do the other 58 minutes don't use your partner don't act like you're having fucking tantric sex here you fucking moron but he can't even just say that it's like yeah connect with her on a spiritual level no you fucking don't you just did that in the treadmill (laughs) for 40 minutes the two of them on presumably the same treadmill for 40 minutes Oh, fucking hell. Just don't, man. Yeah, so, Chris Crone, apologies, but get in the bin. I'm not (laughs) apologising. I ain't apologising. Fuck him. Get in the fucking bin. Do not let him out. No. Okay, let's move on to the games that we have played this week. Who wants to go first? Give us it, Donny. What you been doing? I'll get mine over with. I I am 240 hours into Diablo 4. Um, which has basically taken up my entire summer with with Final Fantasy 16 sandwiched in between. Um, still loving it. Still a great game. I, I've done all I can. I'm I'm just at the point now where I can't do any more in season one. Still enjoying it, but I'm just kind of waiting for the uh, release of games just to um, which obviously is next weekend. So and then that'll be it. interestingly. Obviously, they announced season two, which lands middle of October. No. No fucker on the planet is playing season two of Diablo 4, um, apart from that very, very few hardcore that have stuck around the season one shit show. So um, good luck with them with season two. Yeah, it's going to be a tough a tough ask, oh, I would say. That's, tough. That's, that's just your hardcore that are playing season two. In fact, I maybe misheard them, but I think last night on Gamescom, Ron, was it Ron or Rob Ferguson said the words, free season two. Because technically the seasons you don't pay for, you pay for the battle pass to get like cosmetics. That's basically what you pay for. But why did he highlight the words free season? So I don't even think it's maybe going to be a battle pass or a chargeable battle pass. I don't know. Or maybe he's just saying that because technically they are free to play the content. I don't know. But I think they're mm. expecting this to be a sore one in terms of numbers. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's all I've played. Wasn't a good time. What about, what about you, Jess? Can you top 240 hours? You're in that ballpark, certainly. Uh, 
I don't have my switch to hand to check, but yeah, I was really hoping to come on and say I've completed all the main quests in Zelda Tears of the Kingdom this week, but I've not, I'm still not, I thought, I was like, oh, this must be the end, and then, nope, there's more, so, I'm still going, still going. <laughs> you put some of my hours into that, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think you're up to hours-wise, Jess? Oh, I've no idea, don't know. Don't know. Not, not as much as 240, but I need to check my switch, yeah. Aye. Stick it in what the Discord been, later. What about, <laughs> what about in Dreamlight Valley? Have you topped 240 in that? Uh, you were close, weren't you, about 220? Possibly, yeah. Possibly. 100, 180 in working hours. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, by the time I'm finished flipping um, Remnant 2, I'll probably be at about that. Just because ah, I'm you're, taking you're fucking bashing on like that. You're bashing on <laughs> I, with that. Yeah. I come like about 60 hours now because I keep re-rolling it and getting in and getting all the secrets and stuff like that. There's so many fucking things. Right. Um, I'm about halfway through it now, to be fair. It's supposed to be a 20-hour game, so I should be. But um, but I, I've, I've got to the point now where I am beating bosses sometimes first time. So I'm not as shit as I was, but what a fucking game, man. It's so good. So so good, definitely one of my favorite of the year. And it's um, funny because I've just, you know, even though it looks like my type of game, nothing about it is, stands out. That's a thing. I just, I, I looked at it, I thought, I just don't get it. Everything I've seen in terms of gameplay is just dodge roll, dodge roll, dodge roll, dodge roll, dodge roll, dodge roll, shoot, 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 dodge roll, dodge roll, dodge roll. I'm like, I don't, I don't see it. But maybe you need to play it to appreciate yeah, it. I think, I think you do. Like before, like so, we get sent a code through for it, and I was like. Oh, I, I, this isn't for me. I'm not going to enjoy this. But I was like, oh, fuck it, I'll, I'll try it. And as soon as I, I put it in, I was like, I, I, you get it pretty early. You're like, aye, this is, it just, it plays so kinetically well. Like, it's really, really good. It's very addictive. Um, aye, I mean, in 2032, when you've got a spare, a spare bit of gaming time, I would say jump in before you play Remnant 5 or whatever's out at that point. But um, no, it's very good. Definitely one of one of the top games of the year for me. Um, since last week, I have managed to actually play Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So last week we had a code through, but the game wasn't out, and I couldn't get a game because I couldn't find seven people, um, or well, six other people to get a game. Kept clocking out at six, and they do not populate the map with like any AI characters. So if you can't get seven, you're fucked. Um, but obviously the game released on Friday and it's on Game Pass, so it's going to have numbers at least for the next couple of months. It's really good. Um, I'm not a huge fan of these, like three on. I mean, well, most of them are usually like three or four on one. This one is four on three, uh, three family members, and then you've got four victims. But it's just done really well. It is like I mean, I, I suppose I like. I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm a massive Texas Chainsaw Massacre fan, but it's a very established known ip so like even though I'm, I'm i've seen the films but i'm not the biggest fan of them like i don't know there's a lot of recognizable characters and just the gameplay is really well done like i like stealth so most of the time i bring it into a quick match and whenever you do you're always one of the victims because people are like jumping to try and go the family members so that they can do the hunting but i quite like the sneaking about and trying to like um, trying to like evade the family members, it's quite fun. Like getting into the long grass and like trying to sneak past them, getting lock picks, trying to get in through to the next area and stuff like that. Like it's, it's really good. If you've got Game Pass, I highly recommend checking it out. Um, I think as far as these type of games go, it's quite possibly the highest rated one 
was getting a lot of eights and nines. I think it's sitting just under, it's maybe like a 77, 78 on, on Open Critic just now. Um, it's good. It's really good. I'd, I'd recommend it. It would be excellent if you could get a group of people that you knew, which is difficult these days, although I suppose with Game Pass it's maybe more likely. But um, but yeah, give it a go. Uh, I've also reviewed Fort Solace. Um, we are talking earlier about varying review scores. That's one that's that's all over the shop. Um, I gave it an 8 out of 10. I really enjoyed it. It's got quite a few 8.5s I saw, but then there's also, like, I think, um, what's that PlayStation website? Push Square. No, 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 no. I don't think they've even reviewed it. I can't remember the name of them, but they gave it a 3 out of 10. I'm like, I don't know where you get a three out of ten. <laughs> I really don't know. Like that's hitting like broken game. Yeah. I, I did hear from someone saying that apparently on P- quite a few people reviewed it in PC and apparently there was technical issues in PC. So if that's the case, fair enough. I played on PlayStation 5. I didn't even have any frame rate drops. It it ran absolutely perfectly. The production value is really high. Really, really high. Um for being a small team, like in the documentation I was given, I was told that the team were roughly about 20 people. But then at Gamescom last night, the lad that plays Arthur Morgan in Red Dead Redemption 2, he also voices one of the characters and mocaps one of the characters in this, the main character. And he said it was a team of 10. So I'm not sure which is right, but either way, it's a small team. But see to see to look at the game, you would not know it. It looks awesome. Unreal Engine 5.2, the world is so detailed. Like, don't be wrong, the game is nowhere near the quality of like a Last of Us, but see just when your character's walking about and the way they interact with stuff, the way they'll like sit down or squeeze through areas or open doors, like there's that extra level of detail so that it looks realistic. It's it's really impressive. And the thing that I thought was so good about it was the interaction between the characters. So you start off um, and you play as this guy and you're responding to a distress signal. You're on Mars, but you have to go to Fort Solace because a distress signal has been sent out and you need to find out what's going on. And so for the first part of the game, you're exploring this empty fort, um, this empty sort of space station and try to find out what's going on, where everybody is. And at the time, at the same time, sorry, you have um, the female character, I think her name's Jessica Appleton, and she is like sort of constantly in contact with you, trying to talk you through it. And the level of sort of realism and the conversations between them, I thought was absolutely brilliant. Like all, there's only really three characters in it, but the performance from all three is brilliant. The cast's really, really good. Um, yeah, it's a pretty stellar cast, to be fair. Isn't uh, it? Considering it's technically an indie game, yeah. they're playing them. I mean, I don't know how how they've done it. How they've managed Again, to work I, it. I mean, Troy Baker doesn't doesn't come cheap, you know. And the oldest Roger Clark. I mean, I know that the the uh, girl. I can't remember what is her actual name. But she was, yeah, she was really passionately charming. To be fair, on stage, Uh, she was talking. uh, She was talking about it at Gamescom. Like I thought, she was the standout for me. Seeing uh, those three characters, she was the standout. I thought she did a cracking job. Um, I just I don't understand a three out of ten unless they played on PC and had a, a real large amount of issues like i posted in the review tweet saying it was a short but memorable experience and straight away i got a couple of responses being like oh god short uh, 
I'm like, <sighs> what? I don't get what the fucking problem yeah, is. Like, no, it's a. They say it can be completed in four hours. I would say it's more like six, unless you're just beelining because you want to explore. So I would say about yeah. six hours. It's it's priced accordingly. It's only twenty four ninety nine, and it's like the production. Aye, like it's not a so full twenty five quid. Aye. And but people are, are complaining. Aye, they're fucking moaning. Like it's one of the first games to release on Unreal Engine Five. It looks incredible. Oh, like you would, yeah, you would honestly see if you watch ten, fifteen minutes of it, you would swear it's a AAA game. That's insane. Like, people are fucking mental, man. One thing I would say about it though is, and this didn't bother me, but I can understand how it would bother other people. And I put this in the review. So I finished the game, and I realised that while I was playing it, like it plays quite a little bit, like until dawn or detroit become human where you've got qtes and so you know what it's like in those games sometimes you'll fail a qte and you might get a game over screen have to do it again so i got to the end of the game and realized at no point had this happened and i was like i did miss a couple because they're not sometimes they come up pretty fast and i was like that's strange that at no point did i get a game over i wonder if you actually can so i loaded my last save file and for the last 15 minutes of the game i just sat the controller down I walked where I needed to go, but anytime a QTE came up, I just let it fail, and there was no negative consequences. Like the, it played out the exact same, and so I didn't test it for all of them, but I get the impression that for the most part, or possibly for the full part, you could just fail the QTEs and it doesn't matter. Right. Which is a little bit like it doesn't bother me, but I can understand why it would for some people. Because it is, I mean, the game is essentially a walking simulator with mm-hmm. a heavy narrative focus. But yeah. I like those kind of games. So as long as you know what you're getting into. Um, no, which is, which to be fair, it's, it's never been my cup of tea anyway. Yeah. Um, but a fucking three out of ten. I don't understand it. I genuinely don't. Like I said, if they had technical issues in PC, fine. But other than that, like... I maybe maybe, I, I, maybe Troy was... Baker fucked his wife or something. <laughs> He's getting his own back. I thought it was a decent story. I, I I liked it. I liked the payoff. I loved the performances. I was delighted when I found out it was four to six hours because there's so much stuff coming out. I'm like, I don't want this to last 15, 20 yeah, cause, hours. Because that, that, that's what someone wants 10 days before Starfield is a 50-hour narrative game. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Brilliant. Just what I wanted in my fucking desktop right now. The only other thing, I, see, I didn't put this in the review because I couldn't get enough information on it to find out if this was old old information. But so when I finished the game, I got an ending and I was like, I wonder if it always plays out like that or if it is like, say, Detroit Become Human where you can get different endings. So when I replayed the last section and I let the QTs fail, it ended the exact same way. And I was like, right, okay, it must just be there only has one ending. But I thought, no, I'll look up, do my due diligence, and I'll look it up, which I did. And there was articles from last year saying that the game would have multiple endings depending on your choices and how the game played out. And then I thought back and I was like, there was no point where I had to make a choice. And it seems like the QTs don't matter. So I don't think you can get more than one ending. Unless, I, I, unless I the, the path, taken out. or unless the path you had taken until the the last little while yeah. was so preset because of your choices that you couldn't change it. So well, maybe that, if you played the game again, I don't know. 
Yeah, so that's the thing. Because I wasn't sure, I didn't want to put that in the review because I didn't have time to play through the whole thing again and try and do it differently. And the trophies never went live on the system until right as the reviews went live. So I couldn't even check because sometimes obviously you can tell by the trophies. So I have been able to check that now. And one of the trophies does say getting the alternate ending. So I think basically everyone will get the ending that I got, but there must be something that you can do so that you get a slightly different ending, which obviously no story spoilers, but I think I know what it might be. Okay. Um, but yeah, is it, really. Is it the kind of thing you would play again for that different ending? You know? No. I wouldn't play it again straight away, but it's definitely a game I will play again. I thought it was really memorable. I, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, the one thing, and I put this in the review, is, and it happens with a lot of these games, there's not like a run fast button or a run or even a walk fast button. So you do walk at quite a plodding pace. Now, while you're playing the game, I actually like that because it's very atmospheric and I think it would ruin it if you were able to just run about doing donuts. But... I can see how, see on a subsequent playthrough when you're like, I need to go to this end of this like base and I know what I'm doing, I can see how you'd be like, fucking hell, this is going to take forever. So I would almost like, like once you opened, once you'd finished the game and you opened up a second playthrough, if then you could move faster or something, that's maybe something they could patch in. Play at double speed but, like that guy? Aye. On his treadmill? Yep. Get him out of the bin so he can fix this. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I really liked it. I would recommend it. And I th- like I say, I think it's priced accordingly. Um, what's not priced accordingly is the last thing I've played this week, and it's Red Dead Redemption. Um, yes, it's uh, <laughs> it's good. Look, it's it's fucking Red Dead Redemption. Do you know what I mean? It's a fucking really good game. We we covered it. We did a an afterlife on it last year. It's it's a really really good classic game. But it's just, it's the same game. It's the same game. Cash apparently, Yeah, apparently there is a few things on it that make it look slightly better than the backwards compatibility version on Xbox. But, I mean, not to the naked eye, I wouldn't say. I'm sure like when Digital Foundry look at it, they can go, oh, that's slightly better. But to me, I even loaded up on the, on the Series X and I was like, it looks pretty much identical. Like... What I would say is, when we played it last year on the backwards compatibility on Xbox, it's a very smooth 30. And because yeah. the game isn't very fast-paced, it it's not noticeable. Even yourself, Donnie, I know you like Mr. 60 FPS, but like it's way less of an issue on a game like that than it is on much other things. Mm-hmm. But it still should have been... I mean, for fuck's sake, just put a bit of effort in. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I, don't just under, just I don't understand. Yeah, yeah it's shocking. Nah. No, it's it, sh- it, sh- it should have been priced at 15 quid or something like that. Like, if they were going to do it like this, at least price it accordingly. Yeah, but, 100%. But it is good. It is good. And I, I think if you were getting on the Switch, like, that's almost more impressive because apparently it runs really well. Like, if you, so, like, you'd have the option of handheld, you'd be like, right, first time on a Nintendo platform and you can what, play in handheld. Pretty cool. But yeah, good game. Too expensive. And that's me. That's quite a short list for you this week, Craig. Well done. <laughs> yes, I'll have a longer list next week. I did play, to be fair, just to wind up Donnie a little bit of Baldur's Fuck Gate 3, but it was a very small amount, so not enough Fuck to talk off. about it. it seemed all right if you're a fucking virgin, but... Calm down, WrestleQuest. <laughs> <laughs> Wrestling's real! Wrestling's not real! Shut up. 
<laughs> okay, let's move forward to this week's news then. Uh, so, gaming's very own David Attenborough, Jeff Keighley, held Gamescom opening night live on Tuesday night, which showcased a bunch of trailers for upcoming games, along with a few surprises. Rather than bore the arse of you all, though, by running down the full show, we've decided to pick out our top three moments from the two-hour epic. Bill Clinton wants GTA 6. Bill Clinton wants GTA 6. That was fucking brilliant, by the way. Yeah. A stone-cold Steve Austin run-in in 2023. Amazing. Amazing. Fuck. What was even more amazing was how long the guy stood there before anybody did anything. Like Jeff mm-hmm. Keeley's like looking over, going, "Come on, if I, I have Help. paid, I have paid for security here." And it took yeah. a good five seconds before anybody yeah. stood up. It was really it was awkward. The security clearly thought this is part of the show for a couple mm-hmm. until Jeff Keeley nearly burst into tears. Yeah, yeah. It's it not good. Really, really like, on a on a serious note, it's no good though, because what's to stop someone with a fucking knife? Do you know what I mean? Aye. Aye. You know, Aye. I know it's extreme because it's not going to happen. But you listen. It's Jeff Keighley, it could happen. Out there. So all it takes is somebody to not like Velvet. And they'll or be like fucking trainers, yeah. Aye. I was a wee bit disappointed with his outfit. It was a bit boring. It was a bit for him, actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's fair. Good old, good old trailer con. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> what was our, our highlights? Uh, Cyberpunk. I was not planning on diving back into Night City. Not just because it's September. But I've just thought, you know, I've done my cyberpunk thing. I'm, you know, but fucking hell. The improvements they've made to this game that's coming, really impressed, I must say. New weapons, the new cyberware, the new traffic system and cars. I'm like, oh, I could be playing this sooner than I think. It looked fucking awesome. That's one of mine as well. Aye, it looks looks brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. You've been hot on it all year, though, as well, though, haven't you? So this has just probably cemented that for you. It's just, I mean, I'll take any more cyberpunk that I can get. Like, I just, mm-hmm. I really fucking liked it. As long as it, I mean, I feel like I've almost potentially used up all my luck with cyberpunk. So I feel like it, this, I feel like Phantom Liberty could come out and it could run fucking perfectly for everyone. And it would just not work for me or something. But um, as long as it works, I'm there. I just, I fucking love it. It's so, I don't know, it's something about that world and the characters. I just, I, I feel like the original game, those were some of the most believable characters I've ever experienced in a game. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I can't wait. How much really cool is, is the fact that version 2.0 goes live the same day and it obviously all those improvements have been added to your base game so you don't have to buy the expansion to get all the improvements you can just either replay it or play it maybe for the first time and you're actually getting the update which is really cool that's nice yeah nice touch i mean they've got a lot of pr still to make up but that's a nice touch because a lot of good improvements there like someone said it's almost like a new game you know Mm -hmm. so it's third lunch (laughs) Well, technically, it's four because the first one when it went gold, it got cancelled. So we're gonna call it four launches. Uh, that's true. <laughs> what else, Danny? Um, the first descendant caught my eye, um, which is a third-person looter shooter. Which I thought this this looked better than I remember it looking. I thought it, it's intrigued me. Uh, I watched a couple of videos on it earlier on. I'm like, do you know what? I maybe prejudged this. There's an open beta in middle of September, I think it is, which 
timing's horrendous, even for a beta. So I might try and give it a wee chance to see what like it is, but I thought this actually looked really good. Um, you know, I think it was like four characters, different abilities and that. It may be generic, that's the only thing. Um, mm-hmm. But you know what? I thought it looked pretty good. And yeah. Mirage, because hey, Mirage was the only other thing. Just again, just to cement that um, the, the the new trailer that we saw, ah, I'm so excited for Mirage. I really am. I've been wanting that old school Assassin's Creed that I fell in love with. I wanted a remake of Assassin's Creed One. This is the next best thing. I'm really pumped for this. Um, I can't wait. And I'm st- the fact that it's been pulled that extra week to give me that breathing space from Spider Man as well. Fucking brilliant. Two weeks to get the platinum, Craigie boy. Two weeks. Yeah, it's decent. I I didn't include Mirage in my top three, even though it's like my most anticipated game of the year. Just because I I didn't the trailer didn't really do much for me. I just felt it was like ticking a box almost. Like I Assassin's Creed's going to be here, and it was, but it didn't really. I don't know, give me anything that I didn't know before. Like I would rather they just fucked off and moved it forward another two weeks. <laughs> but um, but yeah, look, it did look great. What about you, Jess? Um, so Call of Duty was one for me. Um, I'm not, you know, there for the multiplayer, but I, I I like the look of the campaign. Obviously, this is like the first sequel that they've done, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. So it kind of follows on the story from um, Modern Warfare 2. And it's, you know, they showed kind of nine minutes of some gameplay, Operation 627, um, which I think it, it visually it looked good. I don't think it's really bringing a whole lot new, to be honest, but, but it is just more of the same, if you like that, which, as I say, I really enjoyed the, the previous one. So um, I'll be jumping in on that, I think, when it comes out. Um, this happened last year as well, where I was like, I, I can usually quite enjoy the Call of Duty campaigns anyway, um, but I don't. I wouldn't say I get excited about them. So when I think last year when it came up, and I was like, Oh, here we go. This is going to probably be quite a long trailer, but it looks so fucking impressive that halfway through the trailer, you're like, I okay, I'm actually a bit excited for this. And it did that again. It looked so real. Yep. Like, it just, I think it's really fucking impressive what they can do. You remember, obviously, I, I reviewed the campaign for the website last year um, and I was well impressed with it. I, I actually really enjoyed the campaign. I played quite a lot of the multiplayer, to be fair, because it was a quiet spell mm. until Ragnarok came out. Uh, and actually really enjoyed my time. I was done with it at that point. You know, I got my fill. Um, the third one, I'm not too sure because I've I've been told a little whisper. Listen, I'm I'm not NDA, so I can fucking say it. That apparently there's a lot of filler missions that are going to be based mm-hmm. on DMZ. That mm-hmm. the, they started off the DLC, we know that, and they Aye. filled it with maybe not what we're thinking, but that could be bullshit. Um, so don't fucking quote me on that. So I'm interested to see where it goes because I might actually try the campaign on this because I did enjoy the second one. Mm-hmm. can fire through it quick enough anyway. It'll be, I mean, they're ah. usually only about five hours and because I started this DLC, I wouldn't be surprised if it's shorter than others as well. So yeah. 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 Uh, Under the Waves was another one, which also comes out, what, next week, 29th of August. So we got another trailer for that ahead of the release. Um, Follows a diver stan. Um, I I, I don't know. It's I feel like I don't know too much about it. Um, We did get, I don't know, some of the footage. There'll be like a mix of gameplay with like Stan going about his work as well as dealing with kind of strange stuff in the depths. Um, so yeah, it's intrigued me quite a lot this one. Um, and I'm hoping it'll be a good little story. Don't know how long it's going to be. I can't imagine it's hugely 
long it is a small team I think that are doing it so um, yeah Yeah I, I saw that the trophy list went live for this I tweeted it out last night um, and yeah go, just going by the, the trophy list itself it looked much more in depth than I thought like mm. there, there was a lot of like oh do one of these do one of this try this out like I don't know it just seemed like the trophy list certainly suggested to me that it was more a more in-depth game than I thought which is cool I'm the same as you like I think it looks really good but I don't I'm just basing that off of, I think it looks cool I don't really I'm, I still don't understand what the moment to moment gameplay is no no Subnaut- uh, Subnautica <laughs> yeah right uh, and the other thing for me, I think we knew we'd be getting some Sonic Superstars at Gamescom opening night live, um, and we got a release date for that, so it'll come out on the 17th of October, uh, which has been rumoured for a while, but yeah, it's good to have that confirmed. We got a new trailer showing a battle mode uh, where you can create your own robot robotic character, play with friends, either locally or online as well. Um, October's absolutely packed, obviously, but the big talking point, I guess, is the fact that it launches three days before Super Mario Brothers Wonder, so you're going to get a brand new T- 2D Mario and a 2D Sonic in the same week. Mm-hmm. I think this looks great. I was actually going to write this down, but I thought, no, I won't. I- I'm-, I'm actually really excited for this. Again, I'm not going to go around to playing it, though, but I think playing this as like a co-op night will be fucking brilliant, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I think it looks great. Yeah, fair play to them for doing this. I think we all said that because was it? Must have been Summer Games Fest when it got shown, wasn't it? First, I think it we was all went, I. Fuck it, this looks great. Yeah, yeah. fair play. Yeah. Not interested yeah, in that frontier shit. That does nothing for me, but this looks really good. Yeah, I'd agree. I, I thought it just, it looks, I don't know, it just looks really nice, doesn't it? <laughs> just, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I, I've never been a massive fan of the Sonic gameplay, so I don't know necessarily that I'll get that far into it, but. Um, but yeah, no, I think and certainly in presentation it looked really good. Um, for me, it was cyberpunk, obviously. Uh, Crimson Desert. I know you were not particularly high on it, Donny, but I think that looks really fucking good. No, it's not. I'm not high on it. I called it Valhalla Red Dead Witcher 48. It just looks like a hundred games in one with a fucking kilo of cocaine on it, and it just looks like a stramash of games that could actually be absolutely insane but it's just there's so much going on and the trailer's yeah. so fast and furious and kinetic it's like fucking slow down a bit you know there's it a lot of zelda lot, in it as a, well there's a lot of everything in it it's literally every third person adventure game cranked into one but we didn't see any real any like back-end mechanics i think we need to see a lot more but everyone i saw online today was like this looks great everyone's really hot on it yeah I, I really like the look of it. I just I wonder we didn't even it didn't even say twenty twenty four at the end. So like from what I understand, I hadn't been keeping tabs on this before, but I think it was announced back in twenty twenty, and All so right. it, I mean it looks like it could be at least twenty twenty five now before it's out. Although you pointed out, Jess, they, they did show quite a lot. Like mm-hmm. I mean, it was jumping about like it was on speed, but um, but I they they did they've obviously got a fair bit of game there. I just hope the scope's not too much. Yeah. But yeah, no, I'm really interested in that. And the other thing I have down is Little Nightmares 3, which is in the news, to be fair, so we will be talking about it again. But uh, I love the first two games. I, I just I think the world is really creepy, but yet somehow cute. It's a really weird mix, but I, I love those style of games and I love the gameplay. Um, 
first as I say, first two games were brilliant. This this new one, as we'll get into the news, is not made by the same team. But I think the I think the the sort of building blocks are there that um as a competent studio are taking it over and I think it'll I think it'll be good. So those were the top three for me. Yeah. Okay, so okay, moving on to more news then. News, news, I was believing the news. We are bringing you the news with your digging team. So Microsoft has announced that in a bid to convince the UK Competition and Markets Authority to approve the attempt to take over of Activision Blizzard, a major new cloud streaming deal has been struck with Ubisoft. Basically, Microsoft is transferring the cloud streaming rights for all current and future Activision Blizzard console and PC titles for the next 15 years to the company, which will also result in them becoming available on Ubisoft+. Plus. Here's what Microsoft's Brad Smith said on what this all means for Xbox going forward. Under the restructured transaction, Microsoft will not be in a position either to release Activision Blizzard games exclusively on its own cloud streaming service, Xbox Cloud Gaming, or to exclusively control the licensing in terms of Activision Blizzard games for rival services. Just when I think I'm out, they pull me back in. <laughs> oh, hell, I thought we were done with this fucking story. It's never oh, going to end. Gift that keeps giving. God. To be fair, do you know what? If there's one good thing to come out of this whole shitty merger, this is actually decent news. At least it's bringing a bit more competition to the cloud market, which, you know, cloud market three months ago apparently didn't matter to some. Now it's a big deal. Funny that how, you know, <laughs> narratives change when it fucking suits. Um yeah god we're back here again but the good thing is is that at least now in terms of cloud you do not have to just give your money to xbox and that's the point and that's the point the cma always made it's the point that i tried to make to people but it didn't listen you know if you play a game where it's console where you're paying for game pass you're giving money to microsoft you play it on your laptop you need game pass ultimate you're paying you're giving money to microsoft you play it on your mobile with x cloud you're doing it on game pass ultimate you're giving money to microsoft you play it on nvidia plus you've got to buy the game to then pay nvidia but you're still giving your money to microsoft that is the very definition of a monopoly and that's a fucking point at least here you can pay ubisoft plus you don't have to subscribe to game pass to get the cloud games it's opening competition to more avenues and more people that's the whole fucking point so surely now the cma go perfect surely now that was their one hindrance was the cloud they've got what they want you think you know and it's again it's worth mentioning this is only cloud again people can say oh i can't get game i can't get called you i'm a con it's just cloud calm down people your console game pass is exactly the same as it was it's not going to change you're still going to get your free fucking games you're dying to get just for cloud which doesn't matter apparently no, this is definitely just to try and grease the wheels. Mm-hmm. They they realise that they have to do. I mean, see to be honest, like I imagine there's been there's obviously been loads of talk behind the scenes. The CMA, I think they know they have to fucking cave. They'll be delighted seeing this, being like, "Oh, we can now save face." Brilliant, brilliant. Because this is fucking going through. Um, and so something like this coming in where they can go, "Yeah, we that's the win we got. We pushed them to do that." So we've actually won, and Microsoft think they've won. Everybody thinks they've won, apart from Jim Ryan. Um, 
Well, and the thing then... is, you say that, but this could obviously Ubisoft, the new U, because obviously it's got Ubisoft classics on it, but there's nothing to stop Ubisoft Plus going to PlayStation Plus next year and offering that service. There's nothing stopping that because they have got full autonomy to do what they want. We'll you know, and obviously, wait till Microsoft buy Ubisoft. Well, that's the burning question. Is there? <laughs> is, don't get me wrong; they they will not be able to buy Ubisoft in the next decade. No fucking chance. Not a hope they'll get that through. But in fifteen years' time, the gaming world is going to look so different. It's going to be interesting to see if there's some sort of first refusal agreement in place. You know that if someone else comes in to buy them, Microsoft get first refusal. That'd be really interesting. We'll never know, but. Yeah. Interesting it was Ubisoft though. Didn't see that coming. Didn't see it being Ubisoft, you know? There we go. Now Ubisoft Plus is a pretty good offering. Couchy boy paying his fucking £15 a month suddenly is getting good value, isn't he? I don't know. I still don't think it's good value. The only thing you'd want off the fucking Activision production line is Call of Duty, really. That's all, that's all they fucking make. Everything else is every 10 years. Diablo, 10 years. Brilliant. That's still you potentially paying what seventeen pound a month for Call of Duty. I don't know. I still don't oh. think. I think. It, I think Ubisoft would need to start handing out blowjobs before that would become a good deal. <laughs> and currently they don't. I checked the terms and services. Okay. Okay. Thanks for doing that background research for us, Craig. I'm here, um, I'm here to help. Sony's recently revealed remote play handheld now has an official name and a price tag it's called playstation portal and for 199 pounds and 99 pence it'll let you stream your ps5 straight to the palm of your hands via wi-fi the 8 inch lcd screen boasts a 1080p resolution and supports up to 60 fps meanwhile the portal's controller parts are based on the DualSense, providing the device with adaptive triggers and haptic feedback. It's got a 3.5mm audio jack as well, so you can stick your wired headphones in there. No Bluetooth, I'll come to that. Um, Sony goes on to note games that are streamed through PS Plus Premium are not supported on PlayStation Portal. The same is true of PSVR 2 titles, but that was obviously expected. Uh, no date announced as of yet, though. Um, they also announced Pulse Explorer wireless earbuds and a new Pulse Elite wireless headset, um, but they were sort of buried by the lead. We'll get one of these. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yep. I'm in. Yep, I think I'm in. It, it, it kind of did sort of, I don't know, hinder on we know what the price point was going to be, and I, I think £200 is reasonable. Mm-hmm. Agreed totally, yep. I always said 200 is the real sweet point. It was never going to be below. It's Sony. I thought Max would be 250 given inflation and stuff, but 200 was that sweet spot for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's um, a pretty I think it's a pretty good deal at that price. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've spoken about this a lot recently because I I've, I've been using a lot of remote play in the last sort of few months. Um and I've obviously been able to use it on my phone with a backbone. And, you know, I used it in Orkney recently, as I spoke about, and it worked great. I was so impressed. Played Diablo on my phone from my PlayStation 5 at home. Fucking brilliant. You know, it worked so good. Even even the, there was no latency with the audio. I was tuned into the group chat, the Diablo group chat. It was great. Worked really, really well. If you don't use remote play just now, you're not interested in this. If you do use remote play, 
getting away from your phone is great because see having it on your phone is a fucking nightmare because you yeah. can't use your phone the minute you come off the app to answer a message that's it you need to then load back in it's a fucking ball ache you also need to put your phone into port ray mode so you've then got the controller up and down it's a nightmare it's so inconvenient doing it on your phone because people like to scroll on their phone as well do you know what i mean between things having a dedicated device is great if you don't use remote play this isn't for you mm-hmm. you know really good bit of kit it's, um yeah i'm all over it yeah i'm i'm definitely probably more a, a handheld gamer than certainly you craig but like i probably play less playstation a because craig hogs it but also because i don't know okay. i just think like i don't know i have opportunities where i can play handheld um and so yeah i, I definitely think this looks cool that the design is quite what interesting you're, what you're trying to avoid saying there is during work <laughs> Um, <laughs> You're fucking nobody. The design of this one, I think, is interesting because we're kind of used to that, like one device. But they've sort of taken the DualSense controller, split it in two, and it is more like I don't know. It's, it's not that singular design that we're we're used to. Um, just with the way the the sort of controllers chopped in half. But mm-hmm. be interesting to actually get my hands on it and see see how it feels. Yeah, I want I want to see it in action because because it is like split in half. Like, obviously, I wonder if the haptic feedback will be toned down a bit because it, just the way the design looks, I can almost imagine the screen sort of shaking a little bit. Like if you were getting proper haptic feedback, so I wonder if that will be like a little bit toned down. It'd be interesting mm. to see, yeah. but but yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm definitely, I'm, I'm in at that price. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing to, to, to just note, to note as well, there's no Bluetooth built into it. So in terms mm. of your audio, um, you either have to use a, a wired connection or there is also a new PlayStation, I forgot what it's called now, Link, which is some sort of like new connectivity standards for PlayStation devices and it's built into some of their newer hardware. So I think obviously they're trying to sell you these new headsets that have got this feature um, it's just this it's a Sony model of you know, yeah, yeah, user, yeah, user yeah. things. I think they will make Absolutely. it available to third party, but it'll be down the line, obviously. Yeah. So you yeah, think exactly. you're getting your device for two hundred quid, but we're actually stinging you if you want to hear it. If you want to hear yeah. the game, then three hundred get it up you. Four hundred, four hundred. It's 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 a it's an Apple move right there, mm. isn't it? It's an mm. Apple move. It's worth noting as well. Obviously, I saw a lot of criticism there saying, "Oh, it's not a cloud. You can't do it in the cloud." Yet, yeah, uh, I, Sony, yeah. Sony you talk, spoke about launch. this in your podcast, didn't yeah. you? Did a way to launch Project Chronos next year? There's no way this will not get patched in. This will be ready to do the cloud thing. It's just yet because I think, uh, but yeah, man, Project Chronos hasn't even been announced yet. It doesn't exist at this moment. It's just a leak. Cloud yet. gaming is essentially run off an app, so they, it's not as if they can patch it in. Like, oh, it's this like that, but it might not have the capabilities of it. It fucking does. It's an like app, your yeah. fucking TV's got the capabilities for cloud streaming, so you're, you're yeah. I can assure you this does. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, ju- I just found out yesterday my TV's got NVIDIA uh, GeForce Now app. I was like, oh, never going to fucking use it. I downloaded it just the crack, signed up for free. Mm. No, I never use it. Yeah, it's there. <laughs> you're right. Just an app. So it will, it's just yet. Give it time. Okay, after multiple Metal Gear Solid previews began doing the rounds earlier this week, questions arose about the collection's technical details. And in response, Konami has come out and confirmed that on every platform, except Nintendo Switch, the game will run at 1080p and 60fps. Switch users are looking at 1080p and 30fps in docked mode and 720 
and 30 fps for handheld i love the fact that in all the reports of this it says targeting you're like fuck me how old are these games there's no targeting about it just fucking make it happen I can't be fucking doing with this. Like, don't get me wrong. Like that, I think that's fine. Like, it's obviously it's a again, it's a bit of a bare bones port. Um, but I, I mean, if that fucking thing drops below sixty FPS and below ten eighty p, then what are what are we doing here? What's going on? Like, can it be that difficult? And if it is, delay it for two months and fucking sort it. Yeah, I. I... I wasn't expecting much more when I saw it was basically just a port of the HD collection. So I yeah. never got my hopes up we were getting anything more than ports. Almost. I was basically expecting what the Red Dead port is. Um, so, and then, I, and then I, when I saw the price, granted it's basically the same price as Red Dead and you're getting five games. Um, so there's value for money there, but... I, but, the shade, I the shade, but the shady part of it is that a lot, um, granted not Metal Gear 1, but a lot of this was available in the HD collection that was, like, certainly on Xbox, was often on sale for, like, five quid. And mm-hmm. they've delisted that so they can now sell you it for full price again. Absolutely. <laughs> granted, they, they couldn't, you couldn't on PlayStation because it was PlayStation 3. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, yeah. aye, there's a wee bit of underhandedness there. Although you would want the additional ones, obviously, quite a big get. Karami taking a leaf out of the Sony book there, huh? <laughs> Delisting shit and charging more money. <laughs> All aboard. Yeah. <laughs> Next up, the Crew Motor Fest is fast approaching with the game launching on PlayStation, Xbox and PC on September 14th. It has now been announced that at launch, the game will have a free trial, allowing everyone to play the first five hours of the game at no cost. Trial period will last from the 14th to the 17th of September, giving you a good few days to take it for a spin. As you might expect, your progress will carry over should you decide to buy the game after the trial. I think this is one of these ones that we've spoke about before with you know the EA 10-hour free trial and things. I think a lot of people will probably be satisfied after five hours, got a little fill of it and, and then bounce. That's probably what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. It's a bra- I, think, I feel like that's a brave move. Mm-hmm. They must be pretty confident in it because, yeah, I think a lot of people will try that out and go, ah, it's pretty good, but I've played racing games before and then they won't buy it. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I mean, fair enough. Maybe maybe they've got something better than what we think, but I've played the old crew games and they're good, but they're not great. So, yeah, it's just it's just more racing for me. It looks visually great though i mean that's the second time we've seen it i think it looks great but i think jess i think you've nailed it. I, I remember you saying about your need for speed you hit your 10 hours and went yeah i'm done i was the same you know forts are rising five i fucking i i really enjoyed that i was so impressed how it looked how it handled loved getting my ferraris i think i'm at 10 for arguments it'll say it's 10 hours i've got my fill with that and you know listen i might jump in if i'm sitting one night i might just want to play it but i got my fill out of that game you know and I think I, I, five I hours think, might be the same with this. I think as well that like Forza Horizon 5 is so good that see if you are a casual-ish racing game fan, like it's going to take something really special to come along and go, 
like I don't know. See, even now, two two years, two over two years down the line, like if I was like in the mood for a racing game, rather than try anything new, I would just play Forza Horizon Five because it's that fucking good. Yep. And I feel like for a lot of casual fans, if they have access to it, they'll be the same. Because what are the chances really that this is better than Forza Horizon Five, mm-hmm. even That's two years later? Almost Surely. none. Surely no. Now, chance. granted, obviously, if you're on PlayStation or whatever, like, but then there's it's not as if there's not good racing games on PlayStation as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, has has the crew has it got a big following? Is it is it got loyalty? I don't know. I think it's, it's one of those like ones Forza's that quietly got that, does and well. GT's got that. Do you know what I mean? People, you know, GT's their game. You know, Forza's their game. Is a crew? I don't. I don't hear anybody speak about the crew motorfest. Until until we saw Summer Games Fest and then this, I've not seen anything about this game for years. So no, I I I get the impression it's a little bit like the the sort of winter games for Ubisoft. I think they really want it to become a big thing, and so I think they're like I think they do all right, but not great. But they are willing to be like maybe this one will be the one that really takes off. Like, I think they I think they make their money back. I think they make a wee profit. I think they make enough to to greenlight a sequel. And I think they keep hoping that they'll strike gold with it because there obviously is a market there if they can. But there's just there's so many racing games as well. Like, yeah, it's so hard to... It's, it's quite limited as well. Like, I wish we could go back to the days. Like, I loved um, Split Second. Thought that was such a fun racing game, and around at the same time you had that game Blur, that was also really good. There was like a lot of people like you know preferred one or the other. I was split second myself, but you, I feel like you don't really get games like that anymore. Like I want like a burnout game where it is like that slow mo crashing and stuff like that again. But it feels like every racing game that comes out now, it's like yeah, so we've got an open world, and uh, you can open that up, and if you go to these sets of lights, then you'll have a race there, and uh, there's a hundred billboards that you have to smash through, and you're like, right, okay, we get it. Like Burnout Paradise came out fucking twelve years ago or whatever it was. Not every racing game needs to keep trying to be that, but for some reason they do. And I'm done. <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Uh, are you done with Star Wars? Because there's a remaster. Yeah, Never. Dark Force. <laughs> Dark Force's remaster has been announced and is apparently coming soon. Supports up to 4K at 120 FPS and features advanced 3D rendering, modern gamepad support, trophies, and achievements. Greg and more. Boop, boop, boop. Pew pew. Bill Clinton wants GTA 6. Was um, this? I mean, you are certainly what the What should most... you say here? What should you say here? Me and Jess don't give a fuck about Star Wars. Uh, you do certainly more so than us. Did you play this game originally? No, no I never. No, no. no. no I, I to be either. fair, I know, I know they're well received, and I'm pretty sure the second one is like very well received. Like I think it's mm. like nine out of ten stuff. Um, right. So I'm assuming there's going to be a lot of people pretty happy about this but yeah the the, the trailer i think if you if you have a lot of love for the original game i think you will rightfully be pretty excited i watched the trailer for this remaster it looks rough man so the bit i saw it was whoever you are shooting um stormtroopers but they literally look like cardboard cutouts of stormtroopers and very pixely 
Um, so I think it's almost, it looked to me in the short bit I saw as if it was a 3D world with 2D cutouts of characters that you're shooting. Um, so again, obviously, if you play the game when you're young and you've got a lot of love for it, you may be willing to let that go, but it looked a wee bit rough to me. This is, this is, this is reminding me of that time that you played GoldenEye recently. Mm. <laughs> And then yeah. you realise it doesn't look as good as I remember. How funny that! <laughs> but again, like that's a perfect example. Like when I played through Goldeneye at the beginning of the year, I fucking loved it. Played through the whole thing, completed it, got fucking most of the achievements, had a great, great time with it. But I'm under no illusions that if Nathan was into first-person shooters and he tried that, he'd be like, "Fuck is this shit?" Because yeah. you would be. Do you know what I mean? It was mm-hmm. like essentially like a port with updated controls. Which was fine for me. I, like almost, I was almost like, "This is what I remember." Like I, it was the nostalgia that got me. But um, I think that'll be the same case here. Yeah. The highly anticipated party animals slides onto Xbox Game Pass next month, and the team have revealed some more of its launch month plans, which includes multiple closed beta tests for Xbox Insiders. Um, So in the coming days, players in the Xbox Insider program will be able to sign up to multiple party animals closed betas, which will take place across three September weekends ahead of the launch on September 20th. This looks really good. I really like like the look of this. It's it's just that fun, like... With your but you don't do co-op, game. Craig. Uh... <laughs> it's not co-op. Well, let's play with friends and play with people. It's basically friends, an animal version of all guys. Aye, I'll be knocking the shit out of you. I'll, do, I'll go on board for a this bit of that. The problem, the problem is it's Xbox and PC only at the moment. Um, so we're going to have to try and convince a few people to sign back up for Game Pass. Although they should hopefully be doing it for Starfield, in which case we can maybe get well, a few games from this as well. Well, you say that. Hmm. I've been doing some uh, doing some maths, and hmm, maybe not. Maybe not. I might just buy the game outright. Because thinking nah, about what's ahead, and then you have to buy party animals. And thinking about how much time it will take to complete, and other games coming out, and the packages you'll get with Game Pass, and then having to resubscribe when you come back to it, and then when the expansion comes out, when they get Game Pass again, maybe not. You see, because thing is, you know. Buying a year's worth of Game Pass or even three months, I might might not. Um, but then you'll miss out on Liza P. Punk fuck. Don't don't you diss Liza P. Liza right? C. You don't want to That's know where you... Pinocchio can go. Give him a little rub. Tell him a little lie. Oh, you would be telling him all the lies <laughs> under the covers. Tell me lies. If you, if you were on your. If you were on your Xbox more often, then you'd be racking up those reward points and you wouldn't need to be paying for Game Pass. You would just be getting it free off your points. By playing Solitaire. They'd need to bring out shit that is worth playing. Well, party animals, for fuck's sake. I'm trying to, I'm trying to amass yet. enough people. <laughs> Fine. Fluffers will do it. Couchy's probably still got an Xbox kicking about and it's on PC anyway. We'll get enough. From we'll get PC. a game going. That'll be good. Convin- convincing Chris will be the fun bit. We'll uh, do a live stream and you can join in that way, Donnie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll do a live stream and Chris can referee it over the <laughs> over the Discord. <laughs> More chance of that than I'm buying an Xbox. Oh, fuck. 
Uh, Little Nightmare series that you mentioned earlier, Craig, will continue with a third entry next year, developed by Until Dawn and the Dark Pictures Studio Supermassive Games. The original team, Tarsier Studios, was acquired by the Embracer Group in 2021, but publisher Bandai Namco owns the IP, thus can continue without the original dev. Hmm. I would guess that when this comes out, if you're just a casual gamer who's played the first two games you would play the third game and probably not notice that it's a different developer i think there's enough already there and supermassive have got a history with horror games that i think it will be pretty seamless um i yeah i think it's probably a win getting supermassive yeah to make it to be fair i think that's actually more normally if you'd said to me a uh, game's been whatever torn up and it's a new studio doing it normally you go there, I can't think of many instances where that's a win. I think this yeah. is one. A bit, a bit like Larry and Boulder's Gate 3. You know, mm. previously Bioware, as we'll come to. Um, I think Supermassive is a, probably a win for this game. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Right. Like, yes. you loved, you loved, I remember you talk, telling me to play the second one, but I never ever did. It didn't look it's like really my good. cup of tea. It didn't look like my cup of tea. Yeah. yeah. But no. everyone is everyone speaks so highly about it though. If you like the likes of Limbo and Inside, it's that, but in a more immersive world. Yeah. Uh, EA has said that its Bioware studio based in Edmonton, Canada, is laying off fifty people on the team, even as Dragon Age Dreadwolf is in the late stages of development. The layoffs will likely be a blow to morale at the studio and make the development environment more difficult. Gary Mackay, general manager of the developer, told employees in a statement today that the move is meant to make the EA-owned developer a more agile and more focused studio. EA has an estimated 12,000 to 13,000 employees and Bioware had perhaps 250 people. Yeah, shite news. Um, We're seeing a lot of that this year. Mm -hmm. Um, A fifth of the workforce. Yeah, this is yeah. This has become you know considering last year, where they couldn't get enough devs and they're paying devs stupid money to to even relocate. They're paying dev. They're telling dev they could stay at home and have to come to offices. Doing everything they could to get devs to teams, and then you're seeing this all year now. Yeah, it's it's no. I don't know. Does it does it say much about the production of Dragon Age? People are looking forward to this. Obviously, they're still making the next Mass Effect. What does it say about the games? Call I don't know. I, I this it doesn't look good. It's not you know when you're literally in the sort of I mean I don't know if it's how late the stages are of of, of Dread Wolf, but it doesn't fill you with confidence that in the final stages they're paying off people because that's not like it's contractors that have done their bit. Yeah, to go to the hassle of paying off actual term employees. See again, like maybe this. I mean, it does suit my narrative, but. I've said for the longest time, like, I just, I think that subscription services play a part. Like, you've got now, if a game's not in a subscription service, people are like, oh, I don't know if it's not a 9 out of 10, I'm not buying that day one, I'll wait for the sale, games aren't making, like, everyone's like, oh, games are too expensive these days. They fucking need to be, because they cost an absolute arm and a leg to make. Like, they're, they're cutting it more fine and making back their budget now. And I think that you're getting studios where, like, 
folk on like Twitter and stuff like that seem to think that all these studios are absolutely raking in the money. They're not. They're absolutely not. It's a five, real five fucking... million copies to break even I... on a game. It's a real, if you're not in a subscription service these days, it's a real fucking minefield. Even if your game is really good, someone's like, I mean, like, I don't know, see, for instance, I'm trying to think, like, don't be wrong, this isn't a great example because I do think Armored Core is going to sell really well, but you could, like, if it was a different game that didn't have the cachet of From Software and it comes out, even if it does get an 86, you have a lot of people sitting there going, aye, but Starfield comes out a week later and I don't have to pay for that. So yep. I'm I'm not going to buy this this week, yep. and it's it, that game has done nothing wrong, nothing. It's it's got a really good score. It's done really well, but I've got a subscription service, and uh, I don't really want to spend any more money. So I'll just fucking leave it and then see if, and see if I leave it. I'll get it for uh, twenty quid in a bargain bin yep. uh, in two months, and you will. And all of a sudden, then the developers get no money from that. It's I, I just. I don't know. I use all these subscription services, but I fucking wish they never existed. And yeah. I think I think the longer this goes on, I think people are gonna it's gonna take a long time for people to realise the, the the bad mistakes that I've got us into the situation we're gonna be in. Yeah. And we're gonna lose it, a lot of developers because of it. Yeah, I think it's summed up when when obviously the, the cloud announcement with Ubisoft the other day was announced and and the CMA put a tweet out as well, confirming that they've closed the previous case and now re looking at this and the responses to that were fucking unbelievable. Numerous people going, fucking UK this, fucking UK that. You've now cost me more money. What? Where's this cost you more money? What the fuck are you talking about? It's just, it's this race to the bottom of three games. Mm-hmm. And like, and see, the thing is, is that we're not just talking about gaming. You look, you look at, you look at Disney. Now you go, you go and ask a hundred Star Wars fans. Like I'm on about OG Star Wars fans. You can ask a hundred of them what they think about Disney Plus, about the way Star Wars is going these days. I bet you the majority of them aren't positive about it. Mm. No, don't don't think. Just look, look at The Witcher. Look at the way that's going. You know. Yeah, I'll just batting uh, this stuff yeah. into the ground. It's <sighs> aye, and it's it's a lot of people looking at short term gains and thinking I'll be gone before the long-term consequences. Yeah, You're getting a lot of, like, there's a... And I'm noticing this even outside of gaming with different companies, but you're getting CEOs and stuff like that are coming in, directors that are coming in, and they're looking at ways to turn things around short-term, make the job they're doing look good, and then they'll move on somewhere else. And by the time the shit hits the fan, oh, that's the person that took over from me's problem. And it's happening all like everywhere at the moment. It just it has to be bigger profits from last than last year. And if you can't do that through creative means, then you can do it by cutting folk. Mm-hmm. Because we want to see bigger profits, and we don't care yep. how you get it. Yep. And like, I mean, what does this say for the likes of Mass Effect coming up? Like, I don't know. Like, you've, I mean, you've, you've now got twenty percent less employees to start making that game. Straight away. I, I mean, so you're, every, you're, your employees under pressure. All all I was hearing about for a while was uh, Mass Effect might not be that far away. They're clearly not properly making that Mass Effect game just now because if they've only got two hundred staff left, they're all on Dragon Age. Like Mass Effect just now is a fucking title written I, on a, a whiteboard. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's, that's mm-hmm. they're not going to properly start making that game until Dreadwolf's out. Yeah, yeah, it'll be the storyboard stage if mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's not good, man. It's 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 not. That's why I keep saying, and I said it 
on our podcast and other people's podcasts last month that in 15 years time when we look at the industry fucking be careful what you wish for be careful mm-hmm. what you wish for right. is that this industry and by and I, I kept saying because i made the joke that we'll all be 50 you know um <laughs> you know at the end of what will be probably the last console ever made fucking be careful because the industry is right. very very different Nah, it's going to be grim. Grim times ahead. But in the meantime, we have lots of great games. I know. Let's not end the episode on a downer. So see, to, be, see, to be fair, like by the time we're 50, we'll still be playing games that come out this October. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be all right. Aye. Yeah. Uh, okay, a few other quick bits of news. Age of Empires 4 Anniversary Edition was shadow dropped on Xbox and Game Pass during opening night live. Um, there's a bunch of new dates that we've also got. So Tekken 8 is now January 26, 2024. House Flipper comes out December 14th this two. year. Oh, sorry, House Flipper 2. Uh, December 14th, 2023. Turok 3 Shadow of Oblivion Remastered is November 17th this year. And Persona 3 Reload is coming out February 2nd, 2024. And then in the most baffling of all more games were added to October. <laughs> Why? Why? Just mental. But, yeah. So Hellboy like Web of Weird Wired uh, comes out October fourth. Sonic Superstars October seventeenth, as I mentioned earlier. Diablo Four Season Two is October seventeenth as well. Agatha Christie's Murder on the Orient Express is October nineteenth, and the Seventh Guest VR is October nineteenth as well. And yeah. there's also a Lord of the Rings game called Return to Moria, and it's coming October twenty fourth. And that's not that's not even all of them. I just I I don't understand what the fuck are you doing? Like, I, I, one thing I would say that Hellboy game, at least when they made that decision, they were probably thinking we're really early in October, and it would have been probably before Assassin's Creed had announced it was getting shunted forward. Because see that game, it's an indie. Like I mean, and you would think being based on a superhero thing, it would be AAA. It's an indie game. It's cell shaded. It, it, I think it's like two D sized one. It looks really cool. I think that could be a really good game. But fucking hell, why? Why would you not just hold it? Sonic. I mean, maybe Sonic will do all right because it's such an established IP. Like you said, Donnie Diablo Four. That season two is going to die in its ass. Like unless you're an absolute diehard, then and I mean, even you are. And you're still like absolutely not. Can't no can't like, absolutely no I, chance. If I, yeah, if I play season two, I can't play anything else. You know. Yeah, I mean the seventh guest VR. You could turn around and say, right, okay, but um, the VR, VR thing maybe VR, yeah. VR is quite niche. But you have to have a PS5 to have the PSVR two. In which case, <laughs> all you've got access to all these games that are coming out. And why mm-hmm. would you play the seventh guest VR? No offense to it. Instead of fucking Spider Man, mm-hmm. like and Mirage it just, it and Alan Wake two. And Aye, it all, all in that three week, yeah, it's insane. I mean, don't get me wrong, we're, this is first world problems, right? And it's good <laughs> problems to have in terms of choice, but fuck me, it's it's literally quarter one 2022 all over again. Remember that mm-hmm. February, March last year? This is worse, just, I think. Oh, it's far worse. Mm-hmm. It's 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 far worse because you're throwing in Starfield. So it's far yeah. worse because that game is so Because that will big. still bleed over to October. So will Aye. Baldur's Gate. The two of them are yeah. going to bleed over. Yeah, I know. It's, it's just, it's incredible. I just <laughs> see if, 
I if, would, uh, how would game just, just like you know just delay the shit out of it you know or whatever i don't know but fucking hell man if if i'm if any one of those games that we've just mentioned including the dlc for uh diablo if a marketing company came to me as the head of the studio and went right this is the release date we've got i'd be like just get your get your coat and yeah. get the fuck out because clearly you don't have a clue what's going on in the gaming industry otherwise you would not have brought that date to me yeah. like our game if we release it then it's going to die in its ass yeah what am I paying you for? Get out. Yeah. 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 There maybe are other reasons we don't know about though that of course. that force oh, yeah. them obviously to, to, yeah, to push these dates. But yeah. Sometimes there will there will be like an a financial imperative to get your yeah. game out, but it's gonna yeah. go out and not sell. So yeah. it's a catch twenty two. I know. Yeah. It's a difficult one. That's it. There's loads of reasons, yeah. But yeah. Anyway, if you were expecting Howard the Duck movie review this week, then Sorry, it's quack, not quack, motherfucker. But I don't want you to be too disappointed because we are going to pick it up next week when Andy is back. Um, he, he's not he must, fucking. He's yeah, not going to slap his way out of that one. No, 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 no. Um, so it means you've got extra time to watch it. Have you? You know, should you have not managed to watch it so far? Um, I'm going to watch it a second time. Well, we only made it to an hour and sixteen minutes, so we still have the remainder to watch. Aye, because you're still asleep. Uh, it wasn't. <laughs> falling asleep it was uh yeah just losing interest i think more was the that's yeah, around 16 minutes for play <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um but yeah that is us for this week if you want to be involved in next week's episode then head to the link in the description where you can complete our little form with your thoughts questions etc puredeadgaming.com is where you'll find everything else or you can come and chat to us on our discord or socials as well Thanks for listening and thanks to Craig and Donnie as well. And until no problem. Time. Bill Clinton wants DTA 6. Donnie, it's been an absolute pleasure, honestly. Right, but he's, thanks, he's pushed us to almost two hours. See what happens when we bring him on. Don't bl- you, were, you were almost two hours last week as well. That was your Don't fault. Fucking too. blame me. It's not my fault. <laughs> Bye. Bill Clinton wants GTA 6. Bye. Bye.